This is the No Swear Gamer from YouTube and the Atari 1700 Game by Game podcast, and you are listening to the podcasting pride of the Smoky Mountains, the Two Dudes in a Ness, with your hosts, Dude Michael and Dude Justin. Hey, Justin. What's up, man? Uh, can't stop, won't stop, GameStop, baby. <laughs> right now, all right. Yeah. Tonight, we're going to do an emergency uh, switch up to our podcast. We were originally planned on doing Pirates, but we're going to do Wall Street Kid. We're going to maybe try to stay relevant for a change. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, since there's a bunch of kids taking on Wall Street right now. I guess kids yeah. in the sense of, you know, younger younger generation. Millennials, uh, millennials, yeah, and some zennials, perhaps, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's this. This should be it. Should be an interesting podcast. I don't know if the game's going to get a lot of get a lot of talk, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um. So we were originally going to have uh, Bit Brothers residential hedge fund hedge fund manager Aaron Hickman on, but he hasn't showed up, and he may not <laughs> he may not make it. But if he does show up later, we'll we'll give him some flack. Um. But so we got the game to talk about, but I also wanted to just talk about just generally what's going on in the mm-hmm. world and why we decided to do this little switch up. So you tell me, how do you want to handle this? You want to do a little game talk and then do the and then do the what's going on in the world? You want to start with what's going on in the world? What do you want to do? Let's let's start with what's going on in the world. Maybe you can teach okay. me. Let me tell you something about the stock market. Here's here's an analogy for you. When it comes to the stock market for me, I I treat the stock market like I treat getting a ripped up body, right? So, like, <laughs> I, I really want to understand the stock market and make a lot of money at it. But I just don't want to really put on the effort of trying to learn everything about the stock market and keeping up with it. It's the same right. thing. Like, I'd like to have a ripped up body, but I just really don't want to work out three or four hours a day. So Ripped up, ripped up body meaning like abs, not like right. jump through a wood chipper. Right. No, 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 no. Not, not, okay. <laughs> you know, ripped up by a uh, silverback gorilla. Um, but, you know, like, you know, the, so it's just kind of the same thing for me. Like, yeah, the stock market sounds great. I'd love to make some money on the stock market. But then I start reading about it and I'm like, oh, forget it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I get you. I, uh, yeah. I've definitely done nothing better than break even at my plays in the stock mm-hmm. market. So I'm not exactly an expert. Okay. But I have been fascinated by what's going on in the, uh, mm-hmm. in this whole GameStop saga. Right. So I have studied up a little bit on it just because, uh, I really wanted to know what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's that to say, I've also got a really cool analogy. I'd like to, a little story okay. I'd like to run through with you. Um, just mainly just describing. So what's going on is GameStop stock has been, pretty volatile lately it's gone way up it's gone back down it's got it you know it was really low at one point in time like a dollar and then it's shot mm-hmm. up to maybe five hundred dollars per mm-hmm. stock and then it dropped back down now i think it's down as of this recording it's like 90 bucks but it's still way above that one dollar mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and part of the reason is um people were buying it here lately and they've been buying it but it's also like the the most short sold stock on the market. Right. And so I've got a good little story to t- kind of describe what it means to short sell a stock, right? Mm-hmm. So bear with me. Uh, right. You're going to have to play the bad you're going to have to play the bad guy in this. Okay. okay. That's fine. I'm 
Yeah. I mean, you got the dastardly mustache right now. That's so right. It's only fitting. Lord Licorice. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is going to be like a month long thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're at, we're at the beginning of the month right now. You are the dastardly hedge fund guy. Okay. Right. And so imagine Pick a Flick. Okay. Pick a Flick has copies of Mario Duck Hunt. Okay. They've mm-hmm. got 10 copies on the right. market. Mario Duck Hunt is going for $10. Let's just, to make the math easy, it's going for $10 right now. Okay? You yep. think, you know what? It's not worth $10. It's worth way less than $10. Mm-hmm. But you don't have any copies of Super Mario at the moment. The Mario Duck Hunt. So you don't have any copies, but Picklick's got 10 that they will rent for $1 a month. So you can, you can rent the game for $1 a month. But at the end of the month, you've got to give those games back. Yeah. So your plan... Because you think here in a month it's it's going to be worth less than ten dollars, but right now it's worth ten dollars. You take and you rent all ten copies uh, from Piglet, right? Mm-hmm. And then you sell those copies to me and Crabman, right? Right. Because Crabman and I, we think we like the game. We think it's worth more, at least ten dollars, maybe more. But we just really like the game, so we take we take and we buy your ten copies for. Ten dollars a piece. So right. Crabman and I we're each out fifty dollars at this point. So we're we're in the whole fifty dollars, but we've each got five copies of Mario Duck Hunt. You, on the other hand, have zero copies, but you have a hundred dollars, and you owe Pick a Flick those ten games back, mm-hmm. plus ten dollars, right? One dollar per each game because you're renting them. So right. at the end of the month, you got to give those ten games back to to Pick a Flick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Pick a Flick is like this is like the broker in this in this scenario. You're the hedge fund guy. Uh, Crabman and I were just a couple schlubs who like Mario Duck Hunt. Right. You follow me so far? Yep. I'm on. I'm on. All right. Sweet. So, Crabman and I, we have no interest in selling. We just like the game. We like to play the game, and we're just going to hold on to the game. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we have we have five copies of the game, but we have negative fifty dollars. You have $100 from selling us the game, but you have no games, right? Your plan is to wait until the price goes down on this game, buy them all up, and then give them back to Pick a Flick plus the $10 rental fee and make some money, right? That's your plan. Mm -hmm. But uh, so we're going to move, we're moving on. It's like mid month now, okay? So Mm -hmm. we're mid month. you're running around. You're running around. You're bad mouthing Mario Duck Hunt. You're t- mm-hmm. saying, "Man, Mario Duck Hunt sucks. It's the worst game I've ever played. Nobody should be buying this game. Everybody just needs to get rid of it, sell it, get it off their hands. That way, they don't have to worry about this stupid game in their collection." Right? That's you. Now, this this same scenario that we're dealing with with you and Crabman and I and Pick a Flick. This is happening on a much grander scale all across the country. There's many more Justins in the world. There's many more Michaels and and crab mans. There's many more pick a flicks. So this is on a grander scale. This is happening a lot. We're mm-hmm. focusing just on our small little area here, so. right? Mm-hmm. So you know, laws of supply and demand kick in. People are taking your advice because you're the big smart evil hedge fund guy. But we don't think you're really evil. We just think you're smarter than everybody else, right? So mm-hmm. we're taking your advice. Crabman and I are not because we like the game, but everybody else is taking your advice and they're selling. So the price is dropping. Let's say it goes down to $5 a game. So it's no longer worth $10 a game. It's worth $5 a game. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mid-month, you still got half a month to go. 
you're not satisfied. I mean, right now you could, you could set, you could buy 10 copies on the market, 50 bucks, still pay your $10 back to PickFlick and make $40 profit Mm -hmm. out of this deal. Right. But you're greedy. Justin is greedy. Everybody remember that. He's greedy. He thinks that price is going to keep going lower. He's going to keep bad mouthing it. He's smart. People are going to keep listening to him and they're going to keep selling this copy of Mario Duck Hunt that they got. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are mid month. Crabman and I, on the other hand, we're just sitting here like, we don't care. We don't care what the price is. We like the game. We want to keep the game. All five copies. We just want to keep it. We maybe want to loan some out to our friends, whatever. We just want to keep it. All right. Here's where it starts to get interesting. So we're coming up to the end of the month. Okay. You're still pushing people to sell. The price is still going lower. You're hanging on for the best deal you can get, Justin. Mm-hmm. Um, but. In the meantime, the Bit Brothers community catches wind of this low-priced Mario Duck Hunt. And mm-hmm. they also have just kind of a general hatred for what you're doing, Justin. Mm-hmm. They don't really like what you're doing. So combined with that, uh, they start to buy a little bit, right? They see it as a good deal. Maybe it's like $2 right now. So they're like, wow, that's a, way, that's a really good deal for Mario Duck Hunt. That's two games in one, so we got to start buying it. So they all start buying it. Uh, in the meantime, Rob Luther jumps in. Landon jumps in and they're like, Yeah, this is good. We need, and we, they all start hyping the game. They're like, Yeah, this is good. This is a good game. I don't know. It's a two dollars right now. Everybody get it. It's on the, it's, it's, you know, it's on the rebound. This game's still got some life to it. Right. Mm-hmm. So then all, everybody in the Bit Brothers community just starts buying it, buying it, buying it. And they like the game. So everybody buys it and they just hang on to it. So let's say the price. So the, during all this, some people are selling, listening to you. Some people are sell, listening to the Bit Brothers. They're all like, "Yeah, the Bit Brothers community in this scenario is is Reddit." Okay, right. So everybody's some people listening to the Bit Brothers. Some people listen to Justin. The, the price is going up and down, and up and down. It goes up to hundred dollars. It goes down to twelve dollars. Then it goes back up to fifty dollars, and then it goes back down to fifteen dollars. Okay, all this all this is going on, but the price still does not go back down to ten dollars. Mm-hmm. So you can't re- you can't buy and return it to Pick a Flick without a loss at this point. Yeah, you start trying every dirty trick you got in the book. Okay, you keep trying to figure out everything you can do to get that price to go down. So you're trying a bunch of stuff. Um, meanwhile, Crabman and I, we just really like the game, so we're not doing anything with it. We're just holding on to it. Okay, shares start to run out. The price is going up, and not only is the price going up, and you don't want to buy it, but it's going to it's starting to get to the point where like. There's maybe not not as much left. There's maybe not as many games on the market. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Bit Brothers community, meanwhile, likes the game. I would also kind of like to see you fail, Justin. They would like to see you lose <laughs> because you got that dastardly mustache now, and they're mm-hmm. just they're not they're unsure about you now. So they all hold on to the game as well. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, end of the month, everybody's still all the Bit Brothers are still holding on to the game. You owe your rental fees, so you got to pay those, right? All right. But you mm-hmm. also owe ten dollar or ten ten co- you owe ten dollars for rental fees, but you also owe t- ten copies of Mario Duck Hunt, which you haven't bought back yet because you'll lose money. So right. instead, maybe you decide to pay the late fees, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the Bit Brothers get a little nervous; they decide to sell their their games, but the majority of people are still holding on, playing the game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of where we're at right now in the real, in as of this recording, you know? Yeah. Um, that's, that's kind of where we're at. So, you know, 
ultimately, you know, right now you have zero games. You've paid your $10 rental fee, perhaps. Um, and you've still got $100 from the sale. So you're at like 90 bucks. Um, me and Crabman, we're at, uh, we have five games. Uh, we paid $50 for them. We don't really care to sell them. We could sell them and make money because it's, it's at $15, right? So Crabman and I mm-hmm. can sell them and, and make money, but we don't care. We just like the game. We just want, we want to keep the game. Uh, so, you know, really anything under $90, you could still buy and not totally lose your butt because yeah. you, you have the original sale, right? So, but, uh, however, you know, if you buy it, it's going to help the price because you're, you're now buying stock or buying the games, the price of the game's going to go up, supply goes up. I mean, the demand goes up, supply goes down, right? Mm-hmm. Laws of supply and demand. So that's pretty much, that's the gist of it. I don't know how well that was explained, but you know, no. that's kind of, that's kind of where we're at here. Yeah, it's on the money. You know, the the thing is, is, it's just like, what's funny is the stock market nonsense. It's all just, you know, gambling, right? That's all it is. Like mm. the hedge funds are essentially gambling that they're betting. They're it's a it's like fixed gambling. It's like if you can make a bet on your blackjack hand, but talking crap about the other the the house's hand makes their hand worth less, you know, kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're like, so these, these hedge funds companies are just essentially gambling with other people's money, essentially, right? Because they're not, you know, they're they're putting up people that have invested in their, their hedge funds companies' money. And, uh, you know, this whole time I've been thinking about this, uh, this whole Wall Street bets and and, and the hedge funds and things. and. I thought about you've seen the movie Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. You know, great movie. Great movie. I love that movie. It's the farthest thing from family friendly that you could be. So definitely not family <laughs> right. friendly. Um, but it's a good movie. And, you know, there's this part where Matthew McConaughey is talking to Leonardo DiCaprio at the beginning of the movie really early on. And he says, you know, this is how the stock market works. He's like, you're going to make money for your client. And then, but what you're not what you're going to do is you're not going to, you're not going to tell them that you're not going to let them cash this out. You've got another idea. You get another stock for them to buy. And it's just like this repetitive cycle. And he talks about, he makes a comparison. It's a, it's a Fugazi or Fugazi. What that means is it's not real. It's just, it's just, it's just a game. And, and, it, and it's really what it is. And it's kind of coming to light with all this. And, um, you know, these these Wall Street bet guys, you know, they're just uh, uh, they're able to game the gamers. Uh, essentially, yeah, they're, they're kind of cracking the code a little bit. Right. Which is, they're out gaming so, the gamers. Yeah. One, one of the other really interesting things that did not make it into my little story is um, so. It's suspected, I don't know if there's any proof yet, but it's suspected that uh, Pick a Flick had 10 copies of the game, right? Mm-hmm. But you borrowed 12. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's suspected that these, that these hedge funds combined to borrow more stock of GameStop than existed. Yeah. Which, which is, uh, it it's, sounds like a shady practice, and maybe it is, but it's also kind of understandable because they could essentially... They could feasibly buy back more than they borrowed, depending mm-hmm. on how things are bought and sold, um, and make money doing that. But 
it's just it's something about that just doesn't sound like it should be legal, right? You shouldn't be yeah. able to borrow more than the amount of stocks there are. Well, and so. you know the whole idea of the legality of of really being, you know, the, I think really it's kind of called into question the legality of even shorting. Like, is that even uh, is what is the ethical uh, implications of that, right? So it's like, yeah, you're you're essentially buying a stock that you're going to bet is. It's one thing to, it, I guess, what I was with my black my awful blackjack analogy is it's one thing to bet against something like I'm going to bet against like you can bet against the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl this weekend. But it's another thing if you bet against the Chiefs and you cheat somehow and and right. or you, you and that's kind of how they're doing it, because what they're like, like in your analogy, what what they're doing is they're they're buying these stocks, betting they're going to lose money and then going out and telling everybody not to buy the stocks. <laughs> Or sell the stocks, you know. Yeah, yeah they're telling and, everybody to, to tell everybody to sell it. They're yeah. giving advice. Their role is not just to do this this betting system that they've created, but their role is also to be advisors. And when you're kind of playing that two sides, there, I mean, is that? And I don't know. I'm not arguing one way or the other. Is that ethical? Is that something that should even really be allowed to happen? I don't know. Yeah, uh, so I, I could care less my, about yeah. You know, my my personal opinion about the, all the stockbrokers is you know I let it crash. I don't care. You know, uh, I think that we have come to a point where the stock market and the economy are almost they're just two separate things nowadays. Um, so I yeah. you know I don't think that the, you know looking at the stock market as a sign of how the economy is doing is not a probably not a good. And what's funny. Is you know a lot of the things that, that I, from what I understand, is a lot of the reason this whole Wall Street bets thing and all this thing is, gets popular is has become popular is a lot of people that are unemployed from the pandemic and have more time to spend right on the stock market. So that just kind of yeah. tells you there it's not so, really connected to the <laughs> to the economy. Yeah, there there's a lot of people that are unemployed researching mm-hmm. things like the stock market and mm-hmm. then getting stimulus money which they can right. turn around and spend on the stock market. Mm-hmm. So that maybe they maybe they had savings that they didn't feel comfortable spending on the stock market but they were able to live off of and then all of a sudden the government gives them some stimulus they're like, "Well, I wasn't planning on having stimulus necessarily. So yeah. I'll just use it on the stock market. Might as uh, well gamble. You know, I mean, it's educated right. gambling, you know. Yeah, it kind of, I mean, it really kind of is. So I, I don't, I've been pretty fascinated by this. I've been doing a lot of research and I think, mm-hmm. I don't know where exactly where I come down on the short selling. I think there's a, pl- there's a place for it, but I think that <clears throat> there's, it's being gamed so, mm-hmm. um, so much that there probably needs to be some kind of regulation placed on it. Yeah. Uh, especially with like, you know, with the, like you said, playing both sides of the coin, like there should mm-hmm. be something there to to kind of stop that. But I think there's, there's, there's usefulness to the actual, the system of short selling. Cause I think that has, uh, I think that does have some usefulness and there's a lot more money tied up in this by a lot of people than just the hedge fund people too, you know? Cause I mean, some of our money might be tied up in some of this, you know what I mean? Every, it's, right. it's so, it's such a tangled web of interconnected money that it, you know, it's in like, if you think about the, the, when the GameStop stuff was, really volatile ever all the other stocks were going down because there was so much like 
fear in the market or whatever. So yeah, like, and hedge all, funds were for- having to like sell a lot of their stocks too to cover the exactly. losses they were having on on the GameStop. Yep, which drove down the prices of like Apple and Amazon mm-hmm. and all these other like long term investments. So you're so if you look at it, you're like, okay, well, I'm investing in GameStop. I'm gonna make some money. But then you because you're doing that, your 401k maybe is kind of going down. So it's like mm-hmm. it's way too interconnected to be banking your life savings on, in my opinion. But you know, here's what I don't understand. Like, you know, again, I, I don't pretend to be any kind of stock market anything uh but like so people people go to jail for insider trading like if you if you knew something about a company that was going to happen like some maybe a company was going to have some legal trouble and you got the inside information on that and you sold all your stock in that company because you had a you were privileged to un, to know that information like this happens with like politicians all the time right they like they're in you know the know because of their political position and because they're in the know they're able to manipulate their stocks um with that and that's illegal we say that's insider trading you can't do that you can't manipulate the your the stocks because you didn't have some special privilege information well how is that really much different than what these hedge funds are doing i mean they're basically privilege to the fact that they can tell people kind of how to manage their money and then but in the in the back room they're short selling these stocks yeah so i don't get like it just seems kind of like the same thing you know it is it is very similar I, you want to go down a uh, a really crazy nasty rabbit hole mm-hmm. um, look up uh you can just you know you can google search you may get put on some kind of hit list by the government, but just look up, uh, <laughs> just look up things like who, who did the short selling on the airlines prior to nine 11? No, because there no. was short selling that was done on airlines prior to nine 11. Mm. And there, that will send you down. That will send you down a little bit of a dark yeah, spiral. That's so, going to be, uh, uh, I'll be up all night if I end up doing that. <laughs> so I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, but anyways, n- now that the podcast has spun off into conspiracy world, uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, we better stop that train before we before we really. Do uh, but no, just long story short, uh, I just really like GameStop stock. I really do. You know, so so what is yeah? So that's like that. That is the question. Like, what about GameStop now? What are they doing? Like, what are they thinking about all this? Like, has anybody just stopped to ask them? Like, uh, I, they haven't. They haven't really spoken about it yet. But it is a good. The 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 funny thing about it is is initially when people first started buying him. Maybe, or at least a lot of people when they first started buying in, mm-hmm. they start buying in because GameStop like revamped their board of directors. Mm-hmm. They sold a bunch of stores. They basically reduced their debt down to minimal amounts of debt. Mm-hmm. And p- part of their board members was like the the Chewy CEO and like right, yeah, yeah. Uh, Re- Reggie Reggie from Nintendo was on there. So it's like a lot of people like okay, GameStop may actually figure something out here. So they're like, oh, maybe we should buy the stock. Then this happens. GameStop has not really spoken about it. But right. you know that this is, obviously they can, they have their own shares, I'm sure. Board members have shares and stuff. So they probably can take this opportunity to maybe sure up their funds and really make a comeback here. So the stock mm-hmm. really, due to all this, the stock may actually end up being back into somewhat valuable territory by, at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I the, think, the, yeah. The, 
this also happened to Volkswagen back in like right before the crash back in 2008. Um, I didn't where, know yeah, where it was, it was a short, a short squeeze as they call it, where that was, the stock was shorted and a bunch of people bought it, mainly Porsche bought it and mm. caused the price to skyrocket. And all these people who had shorted it had to hurry up and buy it as well so that they didn't lose their butts. And so the price went skyrocketed up. Yeah. And then, it, of course, it came back down pretty pretty fast because once it gets up to, you know, once the price gets up to like $1,000 a share, people are like, okay, I got to start selling now. Right. So within like a day, it probably came crashing back down. But still, you know, it happens. So but GameStop could probably leverage this opportunity to really actually make a comeback, which would be pretty awesome in my opinion because I was always a, I always loved GameStop, but then they kind of became a meme where they're like, oh, yeah, we'll give you a quarter for this game. Yeah, it's uh, a it's a love hate relationship that you have to have with that place. It's just like yeah. yeah. Um, but have uh, you seen the memes about ever where GameStop came out and said after all the after all this stock uh, stuff is happening, we can now offer you fifty cents for your games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and now this thing called Dogecoin has apparently taken off, which I don't. I, apparently, it was just started as like a joke. It was to like Bitcoin, a joke. yeah, yeah. And now it's taken off. So <laughs> I don't even know. I, the world doesn't make sense anymore. That's all no, I know. I couldn't even figure out how to buy any any, any Dogecoin. I couldn't even figure it out. I, I, I tried went on to there figure just out. to see if I could figure it out. Yeah, I tried to figure out Bitcoin. A long time ago, about mining for Bitcoin or something, yeah. and I was like, eh, "Never going to figure this one out," because now it's like impossible to do it. Right like now, you have to have yeah, like you... ridiculous systems to do it. So yeah, now now it would cost you more in electricity than you could earn. So it's like there's no point in doing it now. But I do. I was with you. Like I remember back when I was living with slapper bags, I was trying to figure out how to make my rinky dink computer mine Bitcoin, and it just wouldn't do it. So but there was I this, may have I may have earned a little bit back then, but it wasn't enough to ma- amount to anything. Oh, I had a friend. I had a friend that I went to med school with that literally was able to buy a car with money he made on Bitcoin. Like just ridiculous. Yeah. Like I've I've um, earned just just buying some back when it dipped. Um, mm-hmm. What a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. I bought some fractional shares of it, and I've made probably a few thousand dollars off of it. So that's it's yeah. really. It's, but I'm just I'm just kind of holding on to it. It's not like I've Hey, there's another thing. It's not a win or a loss until you sell it. So that's right. Here's, I, mean, I, I say I've made it, but I've not actually made it. It's still a Bitcoin out there somewhere. We'll move on about the game, but I got to bring up this about Bitcoin, about mining for Bitcoin. But I, I won't name the employer that I worked for, but the computer systems kept like crashing for like, there was like a three, four week period where they kept crashing. And probably in the middle of that, they got better for a little bit, and then they started crashing again. And so what what happened was somebody had hacked into, like, the computer system at the, this employer, a very large company, that and was mining Bitcoin with their system. And then... Nice. The, the the IT people knew, found out what was happening, and were, like, talking about it and um how to fix it but what they were doing was they were talking about how to fix it on the server that the being hacked into oh no so the people (laughs) that were doing it knew exactly how they were trying to fix it and could just continue hacking them (laughs) wow so 
Mm. Well, that's I thought that was hilarious. But uh, all right, well, I I could probably talk about uh, I could probably talk about the GameStop thing all night since I'm so into it and conspiracy it theories around it and all that yeah. stuff. But we've got a game to talk about. I don't right. know how much we'll be able to talk about it. Spoilers, but uh, we might as well try. Yeah. So, uh, Justin, do you have any history for us? Now it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. Time to get out your D-pad notepads because you're about to get schooled by the doctor. All right. Wall Street Kid. Released for the Famicom on December 20th, 1989 and June 1990 in North America. Was a actual port from the game The Money Game 2, The the Miracle of Kabatochu. I don't know what that means, but it was apparently the sequel to the the money game. And uh, the game was pretty much similar to the to the release in Japan, except it was Americanized in certain ways to make it more uh, fun and more interesting for those uh, for the North American crowd. And um, developed and published by Sofl. Um, I think that's how you say that. Is that how you say it? Soffle, Soffle? I don't know. It's S-O-F-E-L. Yeah. Um, who also brought the NES game Casino Kid. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. We NES. had, uh, what was that, Dude Vanderhoff was on with us? In that yeah. One? Yeah. So um, they're they're all about that kid game, right? Kid name. Yeah. But, I like uh, the kid. It got some mixed reviews. Uh, EGM basically called it the one of the most unique RPGs that they saw at the Consumer Electronics Show that year. Um, and Game Informer said that the game had a funny dialogue and addicting nature of money making. Um, but either way, um, the game that's about it really on the on the history of the development and everything about this game. Do you have a story about how you got this game? How you sold some GameStop shot, GameStop shot stock to buy? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I can come up with something. Now it's time for the thrill of 8-Bit Discovery with Michael's quest to find the cart. Yeah, so um, GameStop was uh, selling their stock one day, and I bought it for $7. and then. Um, a bunch of dudes on Reddit told me to buy more, so I did. And then it turned into it turned into Wall Street Kid. Okay, that was boring. I need to really do need to quit doing this. It's, Here, I got I got you a story. Here's your okay, story. Thank you. Okay, I took I I found this copy of Wall Street Kid, and I decided I didn't, I didn't really want it anymore. It, I thought it was you know somebody told me it was it was like a dumb game, and I didn't didn't want to play it, so I took it to GameStop. And they said, we'll give you 10 cents for this game, right? It's like, okay, whatever. I don't want it. I was just going to throw it away. And so I left. I went home, and I was just scrolling uh, uh, Reddit for some memes, and people were talking about this great game called Wall Street Kid. And I was like, I just sold that game for next to nothing. So I got my car, and I drove back down to uh, GameStop, so I'd like to buy that game. And they were like, yep, sure, $15. Nice, so, okay. Yeah. So, so you bought the, it, huh? Yeah, I bought it. <laughs> bought it and you're holding it. Holding strong. Right, right. Anyway, <laughs> okay. yeah. 
That was yeah. much better than mine. Thank you. I nah, I, I, I struggle. I, I struggle with these anymore. I just need unless I actually own the game, which I don't think I do actually on this. I look. I don't. Yeah, I don't have it. Yeah. Um. This was definitely a a uh, a uh, demo version for me, and which right. I think this is one of those that the demo version is going to be just about exactly like playing the NES version. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. So. Um. So. Uh, let's go, let's go to commercial. And then when we come back, we will talk about the game. I'm Tom Arnold and I'm impressed that you're listening to Two Dudes at a Desk. Time to dig in to some good old fashioned game discussion. All right. So as always, I like to start off our, uh, game discussion with a little manual. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's gold. So that tells you this game is worth the money. Okay, it's a gold ass- manual. I'm assuming that the cover is supposed to be money making it rain, but it's oh, just yeah. green. It looks like looks like it's just green confetti, actually. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's true. There's no no writing on it, but you know, it just depends on uh, depends on which country you're in. That you know, this is, this is a worldwide game. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, so, as in worldwide, as in Japan and North America. Yeah. Well, you know, two places in the world. Only only that's places that matter. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I would argue. <laughs> I'm just joking. I would argue I'm just that joking. One of those two places matter. <laughs> that's Japan. Right. Right. All right. Precautions. Always make sure the computer has been switched off before inserting or removing your game pack. Do not abuse game pack by dropping, hitting, or opening. <laughs> no matter how frustrated you get at the loss of your stocks in this game. <laughs> A game pack should not be subjected to extreme temperatures or shock. Store at room temperature. Never touch the terminal pins or any of the electrical circuitry and avoid getting them wet. Cleaning the game pack with thinner, solvent, benzene, alcohol, or other agents of cleansing may be damaging. Okay. I think they should put one more warning on here. Uh, No matter what happens in this game, do not think you can actually do the stock market correctly. Do not use any of your yeah. skills from this game in the real world. Right. Exactly. And do not think uh, that, you're, that you're, if you're good at this game, it does not translate to uh, being good at the stock market. Right. Right. Um, but, you know, your character in this game, I mean, he's a pretty suave dude. He's got these sunglasses. He's got some. He is. Swoopy blonde hair. And he just ma- grins like a possum constantly. <laughs> yeah, major smiles. Yeah, yeah. Even when, even when some lawyers telling him that his uncles kicked the bucket, right? He's, like, he's just smiling. Just well, I mean, would you not be grinning if your uncle who kicked the bucket just gave you half a million dollars, half a billion the stock market? Hey, this is six hundred billion dollars. Well, it's like, that's only if that's only if you win the game, right? That's true. So you let's talk about the story. Yeah, yeah. Where life, love, and money all depend on the way you play the game. You are the Wall Street kid, playing in the world of high stakes and big rewards. You can inherit billions, but not until you fulfill the family legacy. The name of the game is how well you play the stock market. But be sure to make wise investments because you may endanger your health and love life, and even worse, lose the game. <laughs> endanger your health and love life or even lose the game <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, this game begins as you are willed a large sum of money 
But first, you must fulfill the family legacy by upholding its high standard of living. To prove yourself, you are given $500,000 to begin your investing adventure that will last for four months. You must make a profit from this money and invest in it in the stock market is your best bet. Money you earn in order to maintain this standard of living will most likely be spent on several large purchases. Exotic cars, yachts, and mansions are just some of the items you could buy. Your business day begins at 9 a.m. and ends at 5 p.m. Every 7 seconds, the clock advances 15 minutes, so decisions must be made quickly but wisely. Remember, time is money. So this, this is actually giving you a pretty good description of how the game runs. So yeah. You, yeah. You, do have, you do have days. Days go by. You work Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. Every 7 seconds, 15 minutes goes by. Or when you make moves, uh, like going to the gym and stuff, that takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So your desktop is your place of business. From here, you can read the morning paper, gain valuable information from your advisor and consultant, play the stock market, arrange activities to maintain your good health, and of course, arrange dates with your sweetheart. Time is a big factor in this game, so keep your eye on the clock and schedule your time wisely. Besides increasing your portfolio of wealth, you must also keep your loved one content and keep yourself in top condition. If either of these fall below an acceptable level, you could lose the game, even with millions of dollars in your hands. Remember, money isn't everything. Uh, Ask, yeah. Tell that to your uncle, who's dead. Right. And, uh, had lots of money. So, you know, this, this it, it is a good description of the game and kind of how the, this game works. It, it just, you know, you have to do these weird things. Like, it's not just about making money in the stock market. You've got to, like, keep up with the Joneses in a way. And, you know, you've got to buy a house. You've got to buy not just any house, a million-dollar house. You've got to buy, uh, you know, boats and and stuff, and then your your fiance keeps to asking you to buy crap. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll t- I got a story about that one. Uh, but really, the way this what really struck me as hilarious and odd was the way this game starts off. I mean, it's just the story's so random. Okay, the guy it starts off. With this cutscene, and again, main characters just smiling ear to ear as this lawyer is telling him that his uncle's dead and he's going to get maybe $600 billion, but he's got to prove that he's a he's a good moneymaker uh, before he gets it. And, and, then, and then there's a story about this castle, which is kind of random, too. He's just like, oh, we gotta, you know, you gotta buy this castle if you do get this money. And and two, at the very end, he makes some asinine remark about, oh, happy April Fool's Day, and then good luck. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what happened. I don't. I I I do not like. At first, I was like, this is all a joke because it's April Fool's Day, but I don't think it is. He just says it. I don't understand what that meant. At all, yeah, I don't know either. This this game is this game is very, it's okay. I, it's very boring because yeah. all you're doing is like trading stocks and then choosing activities for the day. It kind of reminds me, uh, not but not because of the boringness, but because of the way you have to do other activities too. It kind of reminds me of Persona. I don't know if you played that game, but it's like an RPG mm-hmm. where you 
you go into these dungeons and do RPG stuff, but outside of that, you just have to talk to people and like do chores or you just have to do stuff during the day when you're not mm-hmm. actually doing the fun stuff in the game, which I know I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this, for that comment, but you know, you're, you you got to like go to the gym, you got to take your girl to the picnic, take her to the park, take her shopping. Every now and then she'll ask you to buy her a dog or a car or something. Uh, it's it's weird, but it's basically just a stock uh, simulation game, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's not a very dynamic stock simulation game. I mean, the stocks do go up and down, and there's different hot stocks that, that you can buy. And, um, you know, there's hot uh, types of stock, like blue chip versus mm-hmm. speculative versus growth. And then the paper will tell you kind of what to do. You got to read the mm-hmm. paper. The paper also will tell you, like, sometimes they'll say, some kid peed in the pool, and then if you choose swimming that day, <laughs> I don't think that's it. I don't think it actually says something about peeing in the pool, but you know what I mean. There's a There's horrible a, accident at the carnival. Yeah, yeah, right. That one keeps popping yeah. up. Yeah, there. Uh, there's a Hershey bar in the pool. Don't go to the pool. If you choose swimming, <laughs> you get sick. Or somebody got decapitated on the ro- roller coaster again. <laughs> don't don't go yeah. to the carnival. And if you do those things, then you I guess you get negative points. But they do really show. It doesn't really show you your health. Or your relationship mm-hmm. status. So I don't, yeah, I don't the, really know what's going on there. The only inclination that you'll get about your health is that the the fiance will say something about like you look rough or you look bad or something like that. Oh, and that's okay. kind of a signal that you I guess you need to go work out more. Um, what about the fiance? What happened? Like what does she I mean So I guess if you don't buy these things, then then she leaves you eventually. And if that she leaves okay. you, then then you lose the game. Well, let me tell you my little story. Uh, okay. Last <laughs> last, last night. Um, All right. Priscilla. Her name's Priscilla. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I was hot. Okay. I was like in week two, maybe three. I was ready to buy that million dollar house already. I was rocking and rolling. I was at about nine hundred and. I think it was like nine hundred and sixty thousand dollars or something, mm-hmm. uh, and I just need and I was I had my I had the stocks ready to go, um, for for next week to buy the house. I knew I was going to have enough because, you know, I only needed a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? So Priscilla wants a dog. That's fine. The dog's like a thousand bucks. No big deal. You can have a poodle. You can have a poodle. It's a choice between Chihuahua or poodle. At least mm-hmm. it was in, in my playthrough. And uh, uh, funny, funny thing is th- we have a dog at my house and it's a Chihuahua Poodle mix. So I was torn. I didn't know which one to buy. Uh, so I asked, <laughs> I asked my dog Teeter which one she preferred. She said, well, I'm more Poodle than Chihuahua. So I went with Poodle. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, so anyways, that's just a thousand bucks. No problem. So it keeps climbing. I'm getting I'm getting so close. Uh, and he said, he's like, do you want to buy this house? Uh, you got to you got to commit. And then you got to have the money by the weekend. So I kept saying, I can't commit. I can't commit, you know? And Priscilla's in the other year like, hey, I need this house. I need this. I need that. I need this. I need that. I need to go to the park. I need to, I need a picnic. I need to go shopping, you know? I don't know why I mm-hmm. kept this broad around, but... Yeah. You know what I mean? High maintenance. But, uh, yeah, she's high maintenance. And I didn't mean to call her broad, but, you know, this is the type of girl she was. And this is the 90s, so... Uh, anyways, yeah. so, I'm com- coming down to the wire. The beginning of the week, the realtor calls me. I'm at nine, like I said, I'm at nine something, right? And uh, I may not be getting my dates right, but I know at some point I was really close. I, I knew I was going to have enough money. 
so I committed to the house, right? Mm -hmm. Priscilla wants a car. I thought, (laughs) no problem. It's the 90s. A car can't cost more than, at at most, $30,000, and I can afford that. Uh, so we go, to the, we go to the dealership, two options. She, she wants, there's only two options, the cars that she wants. She wants either a Ferrari or mm-hmm. a BMW, mm-hmm. which in this game, it's like a Ferraro or a, or a BMW or something. Right. Yeah. And so, okay. I'm, I buy the cheaper of the two. I didn't want to not buy her a car cause I didn't want to, I didn't want to break up with me. So I went and bought mm-hmm. her the, uh, bought her the cheaper of the two and just, just cross my fingers. Hopefully I can make enough stock back to buy that house. And that week I had a bad week in the market. Apple let me down and you know, Yapple, you I, mean? I, 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 yeah. 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 Sorry. Yapple and Rebux. They both let me down mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I got close, but I just did not have the money. And the realtor, I went to closing with $947,000. I thought maybe mm-hmm. I could negotiate my way down a little bit. Because I'm buying the house from a family friend, right? Right. You'd think they cut me a little deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I go, I go to closing uh, this house, go to check out the house. And the realtor's like, you are, this is, I think he said these words exactly. He said, you are so irresponsible. Coming here without <laughs> that million dollars. You little twerp. You get out of here. Game over. And I lost. That was yeah. my game last night. I learned my lesson, though. I don't know which lesson I learned. It, it, was, either, it was either a lesson about Priscilla or a again. lesson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a, there was one important lesson. Yeah. I don't know. I, it, it's probably because of the, the uh, stock fever that I'm, mm-hmm. I, that I'm on from all this research on into the GameStop. Mm-hmm. But uh, I actually had a little bit of fun playing this game. But I can see that I would... Outside of the specific scenario that I'm in, I would not enjoy this game because it's really yeah. boring. But I just was thinking when I was playing, it was like how peeved I would have been as a kid if I'd gotten this game. Um, not that I would have probably been interested in it. Um, but yeah, it was just like, and that kind of made, you know, you brought you brought this point up. It's not just about like the stock market. I mean, it's like, you know, it's really kind of like, uh, I don't know, um, teaching kids how to like manage their daily planner because you got to plan all this stuff out. And um, but I, I, who was this game marketed to? Like, was it marketed to kids? Like, I can't I imagine that this was a marketed to kids game like and it would have success would have been successful. Like it just it had to have been like a, a more adult marketed game. Yeah, but. this kind of strikes me as uh, one of those games that we would have had on the computer in the mm-hmm. in seventh grade math. math was it class. was Mr. Mr. Ferguson? Yeah. He had the he had the computers. Yeah. Absolutely, uh, it strikes me as a game that would have been on there for us to play, right? In seventh grade math class. So I don't know. Maybe it's partly an edutainment type of game. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe. why it's not fun. Well, um, I don't know. All it's, I could think was I was trapped in a Rex Morgan MD cartoon the whole time. It looked right. like that, an, an, the that the the animation looked like Rex Morgan MD. You know, I used to remember reading the comics as a kid, and then just frustrated why anybody would write a comic strip that wasn't 
designed to be funny. It was a soap yeah, bar. what about what is up with so the Sunday morning? That's mm-hmm. when they were in color, right? Right. So that's when I, that's when I read the comic strip the most in the newspaper back in the day. Mm-hmm. Probably still is a comic strip in the newspaper, but I don't get the newspaper anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is up with all these great comic strips, and then down in like the bottom section of the comic strip, these super boring like soap opera versions? Yeah, of comics. who's reading them? And like. I don't know. Like the older person, <laughs> like grandma, she's not going to be reading comic strips. No, she's going to be reading the news. The kids are the ones I, I imagine reading the comic strips, but I don't know. It's a good yeah, question. I, who was who was that? Mar- who was that marketed to? That's the better question. Yeah. Like these, you know, comics about, uh, you know, drama and love romances is like, look, we have a deal. We well as kids, the deal's off now. The deal is gone. We had a deal <laughs> as kids, right? We get Friday night and Saturday morning. That is kid TV. That's our deal. Right. You adults, you get like late night and uh, afternoon. That's that's you, right? After school hours, that's also kids. Prime time up for grabs, but you get. 12, 12 to three thirty. That's adult time. You get your soap opera. You don't need a section of the comic strip. No, I agree. You don't need. You don't need a section of the comic strip. Uh, yeah. Right. But yeah, this it's, game, it's, the, the, the 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 animation just reminded me of those like adult cartoons when I. It's kind of a mix yeah. between uh, the Rex Morgan and uh, Johnny Bravo. If you remember Johnny Bravo from the, the cartoon oh, yeah. Beyond. He's yeah, got a little bit of you got a little Johnny Bravo vibe to him. Anyways, so but speaking of the the graphics of the game are pretty. I mean, the cutscenes and stuff are pretty good. There's not really much to go on graphics yeah. wise in the game itself. You just stare at a desk the whole time. Yeah, I'm going to criticize it just for the fact that I think when all you have to do is cutscenes, then it's easy to make the cutscenes really good, right? Very so true. if you don't have and, to design a game in the, you know, characters and sprites in the game, then, you know, you can make a, uh, um, you can make a pretty decent cutscene here and there. Yeah, and they even, but they even kind of shafted you on that because they could have done cutscenes for like the picnic and the shopping trip and hiking. Instead, they just give you a bunch of text to read. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's lame. You know what, you know what actually would have made this game kind of fun? honestly is if each one of those things you do is like a mini mini game you could play yeah the swimming you 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 do like a swimming or hiking you'd have to like run and jump up a hill dodging yeah porcupines and bears and stuff or something you know what i mean oh yeah that reminds me uh the track and field game me and you used to play yeah and the swimming you just (laughs) (laughs) yeah we the olympics yeah (laughs) Olympic swimmers drowning. I think we covered that game, didn't we, on the show? I think we did. Yeah, gold medal challenge ninety two. But it's just like, yeah, it is just hilarious because it's like, all right, Olympic swimmer drown. <laughs> <laughs> you swam too hard, you just drown. Yeah. <laughs> but I think this game could have used something like that. You know, it'd been fun to break up the monotony of picking stocks and reading. There's way too much reading yeah. in this game. Way too so much there's, reading. There is no way this could have been, like you said, there's no way this could have been marketed to a kid. There's way yeah. too much reading in this game. Right. 
and you've got to like talk to different people and then you got to talk to Ralph who's going to give you advice really just on how stocks work but you got to yeah, pay him $500 money. yeah yeah to, it's a waste to talk to him and yeah and Connie she give you she'll give you advice but it's um, useless compared to yeah. if you ask me yeah Really, you don't need to do anything, maybe. Well, I don't know. I didn't beat the game, so I couldn't tell you really. I guess I'm not a good person to give a strategy advice, but um, really, you don't. I wouldn't listen to any of those people. Just read the paper and randomly yeah, buy stocks. That's, that's what I did. And with the exception of the mistakes that I made with um, Priscilla and the car and that sort of stuff, um, this game was kind of easy. I, you know, there's probably good speedrun stuff like that would be interesting to know how people could really game the system and win uh, quickly. But is, but is, I mean, you have a decent amount of time four months to beat the game. It's really not too difficult. It's just more of a, it's more of a test of your patience than anything. I just typed it in on, on YouTube just to see, you know, like what the fastest one out there on YouTube is. And there's one 23 minutes and 51 seconds. 23, 23, 29. Sorry. So that looks to be the fastest just on a quick search. So, okay. That's pretty fast. Really? Yeah. Um, I definitely spent more time trying to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you know, the thing about speed runs, like you've got to play the game so many times to get good enough to do it. And it's just, I could never imagine investing that amount of time on this one. No, no. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Whew, I don't think I'll, I so, definitely don't think I'll be playing. The only the only reason I would ever play this game again uh, is to if I ever wanted to teach Scott about stocks or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. maybe I'd be like, this is here. Play this game. You can you can learn a little bit about the stock market. But by then, can you imagine? OK, so this back to the GameStop thing. They've probably sh- through all this may have shaken up the stock market. Um, mm-hmm. And if they haven't through GameStop, they may through something else. Until mm-hmm. until somebody, until the the government or the SEC or somebody figures out how to stop this like Reddit community of five million people from gaming yeah. the system, until they figure out how to stop them, they're going to continue to do it. And mm-hmm. um, essentially, it's probably going to change at least change a little bit about the way the market, stock market works. So that'd be, it's going to be interesting. Um, of course, by the time you're listening to this, dear listener, uh, this all may have, everything may be different from what we're talking about tonight. Um, unless you're a Patreon donor, in which case you're going to hear it pretty much immediately. But it's, it's going to get tricky, right? Because like, you know, politicians are already kind of posturing on this. And like, some people are like saying, you know, um, we need to stop protecting these hedge fund people. And, you know, they're the ones that keep getting bailed out and, you know, basically kind of being more supportive of the, the grassroots Reddit guys. So, uh, you know, I think it's going to be, you're going to be looked looked upon pretty as pretty much as a villain, I think, as in pol- political standpoint, if you come out and try to protect the hedge funds. I mean, look what happened to Robin Hood. I mean, their name is mud right now because right. they shut down trading on it. But um, basically, they they tried to game. They tried to fix it for the hedge fund guys. Um, yes, yeah, so if, th- if anybody doesn't know what happened there, 
basically Robinhood just shut down where you you couldn't buy stock in GameStop on Friday, so that because it was going out of control, and they said it was just out of, due to abnormal trading. But I mean, obviously they were, you know, trying to protect the interests of of certain people. Yeah. So, so on on the on the Robinhood front, take this take this as you. Take this with a grain of salt, whether you believe it or not. But the Robin Hood, the Robin Hood story, according to Robin mm-hmm. Hood, is that they did not have enough capital to fund the purchase of the stocks. So basically, the way they work is, you know, they're they're like a clearinghouse or whatever, right? So they mm-hmm. and they don't take they don't Robin Hood. The whole reason they have the name Robin Hood is because they're you know take from the rich, give to the poor, or whatever. So they don't have they you don't pay a fee. To purchase a stock on Robinhood. Mm-hmm. So where does Robinhood's money come from? Uh, you know, I don't really know exactly, other than maybe investors and stuff. So they only had limited funds to buy all this stock that all of a sudden was go- going through their system like crazy. So the story is they limited the purchase so that they could make sure they covered the cost of buying the stocks. And then over the weekend, they sought out more investors, and now they've opened it back up. Um it seems believable to me, but I mean, it's it's it awful convenient, right? Right, right. That's <laughs> the problem. Is the optics of it certainly seem like, hey, what well, you guys were trying to pull a fast one on everybody to try to cool this thing down. Um, so the optics of it are, and that, it may be true. Uh, you know, who knows that that it what that what you're saying and what they're saying is is the reality, but. It doesn't, it's not boding well for them, I'll tell you that. No, it does not so, look good. Right. Uh, so, you know, just to throw more, uh, just throw more uh, fuel on the conspiracy fire. I hate to go back into it, but, uh, so yes, Robin Hood, eh, maybe, you know, who knows about that. But there's also like, if you look, like I said, I've been fascinated. So I've been digging into the Reddit here a little bit. So over the weekend, you know, you know, who knows what happened, but I'm sure everybody was scrambling, trying to figure out a plan, right, of how to slow mm-hmm. the burn on the hedge funds. So mm-hmm. according to today and yesterday, like the news, um, they've closed their position. These hedge funds have closed their position. They bought up the stock they needed to buy, um, and there, there's no more short, right? But mm-hmm. if you look at the, like you go into Reddit and they start showing you all these, these like, volume numbers and it's like it's not true okay so they're potentially lying about having their short closed because Mm -hmm. the volume does not does not represent that so that's one Hmm. little conspiracy theory another one is like the media coverage they're saying that that they they were coming out and saying i don't know you've heard about silver like they're saying all the oh all the redditors have switched to silver yeah um or you or you should switch to silver because that's the next that's the next big thing well, if you go in actually into the Reddit and look at what people are saying, they're like, no, no, we're not. Nobody's going to silver. Do not go to silver. That's that is a lie. Nobody's going to silver. Hmm. We're all we're all sticking with with GameStop. We're holding on GameStop. The silver is a lie. So if you watch the news, they're saying things like the Reddit guys are giving up on GameStop. Uh, they're switching to silver and the stocks, the stock short is being closed. But if you go like into the Reddit, all these guys are like, no. We're not switching to silver. We're staying with GameStop. And here's all this data that shows you that the short isn't closed. So just hold on to your stock uh, and 
you'll, you'll, you'll eventually they'll have to close this short and it's not closed yet. So it's, 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 it's pretty wild. It's like, huh. okay. Yeah. So are they, are they trying to manipulate them by using the media too? Or is the oh, media yeah. just, they just, they're just going along with it. It's uh, it's so crazy. <laughs> anyway, there's, wait, well, there's one more thing. There's a guy, yeah. the guy that kind of started it all. I can't say his name on the podcast cause it's not family friendly. Because he's mm-hmm. a you know he's a millennial bro or whatever, so he's got one of these usernames that has a curse word in it. Mm-hmm. But he he bought so he started he bought fifty shares when it went down to twenty cents. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then it went up to it went from that to like fourteen dollars a share, and he bought fifty thousand. Okay, right. So when it went up like Friday, he owned it. It changed from you know his. I think he had like seven hundred thousand dollars in it to, as an investor. When it on Friday, when it was at its peak, he had something like fifty million dollars. Right. He did not sell because he still thinks the short is coming, and he lost. And it's, it's back down to ninety dollars a day. So now he's lost, which is not really lost. It's missed out on earnings, right? So it's a different. It's mm-hmm. different than a loss because he's he's only in for seven hundred thousand dollars. So it's really just unearned earnings, right? But so he right. went, he's down to 13 million now, which these numbers are wild to even think about, but he's lost that much. He's still holding. He thinks the short's still coming. This guy's like every, the people on Reddit are treating him like the Messiah for, for, for wall street. Yeah. You know, for the Redditors on wall street. And it's hilarious. And he's like, they're like, as long as he doesn't sell, I'm not selling either. You know, <laughs> so, It's hilarious. The memes on there are great. It's worth it. Even if, even if you have no interest in, uh, in the, the um, if you just have a mild fascination, but no real interest in investing yourself, just the memes alone in that Reddit are hilarious. It's not family yeah. friendly at all. It's, it's, it's actually very, very offensive, but it is really fun. <laughs> so anyway, sorry, back to the game. What do you think about the sound and the music? Did you want to like rip your ears off like, like I did after about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much terrible. Uh, nothing to really, to, I can really say good about it. Okay. Right. That works. All right. I think I'm done talking about this game. It's, yeah. you know, it's fun. I don't know. How much to go for? What is the market price? The market market? price is around $8. Okay. Which, uh, I would short that. Yeah. I'd short that. You game. know, I think that a testament to this is like, that you know you you a lot of games that are really cheap are games that there's like a gazillion copies of it like you know like super mario brothers kung fu back to the laws of the supply and demand they're they're good games but there's just so many like that's why they're cheap this game is not a good game i sincerely doubt there's a ton of copies out there so this is just a this is just a reflection of who wants this game you people yeah, I think you're probably right. So you you wouldn't say it's worth it? No, 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 no. I would not. Not even the eight dollars, which is cheap. It's not not getting them. I'm not. I'm not buying. Okay. I'm right. shorting. Uh, I'm yeah. selling. Yeah, I, I'm shorting it too. Everybody should sell this game because uh, I want to <laughs> buy it back at two dollars. No, yeah. I, I'm with you. I don't, it's not really worth it. I, I will say it's not on the level of. You know, we're not down at anticipation levels here. <laughs> you just had to throw that in there. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, how about uh, Deadly Towers? I don't. I think it's better yeah. than Deadly Towers. 
It's not, I mean, yeah, it's not necessarily bad, but I just feel like, like you said, I'm either in seventh grade math class or just not interested. So, right. It, it's yeah. not broken. It's not a broken no. game. It's just, and for, it's not, for it's what it's supposed fun. to be, it's, I guess, well designed. It's just that I, I don't have any interest in it. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. How about let's, uh, let's do some retrofitted trophies. You know what this game needs? Some retrofitted trophies. All right. Now, I did a last second post on Facebook mm-hmm. for retrofitted trophies. I don't know if we got any from there, but did we you come up with that? I've got a couple. My, I've got one, and mine's called The Ultimate Short, and that is buy this game, play it, decide it sucks, and take it to GameStop and lose money on it. Buy what they pay you. <laughs> Okay, all right. That's that's pretty good. I had a similar one. Uh, mine was Game Stonk, and that is uh, sell the game to GameStop uh, for one price, and then go back and get it at a, at a different date for a cheaper price. Because no, because <laughs> it sat on the shelf for so long, the GameStop had to uh, reduce the price. So you went back and bought it at a cheaper price. What uh you know what I one one funny meme that I saw was uh something about you know these hedge funds are uh that you know spend their lives doing this are getting outsmarted by a bunch of guys that call them stonks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty funny. It's Yeah. I'm telling you, the, I'm telling you the meme game in that in that subreddit is is on point it, it's pretty good it's it's fast moving though so it's, it's kind of hard to catch catch anything but oh uh, uh, yeah yeah uh all right i i got another one uh, right. it is diversified portfolio and that is fill your portfolio with all different stocks all right i've got no more but i'll uh all right i got i got one more okay i'm on a boat and that is a uh, purchase yacht all right. You remember that Which song is... I'm on a boat? Oh, about yeah. About the flippy oh, yeah. floppies and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You ready for some trophies on Facebook? I am. All right. So starts us off with Steve and Michael. WSB, when you find a stock that's being shorted over 100%, so you and your buddies buy as much as you can to drive the price up and hold for billions, you have profits from the Prockets of snobby hedge funds. Nick DeMarco says, Shiny teeth in me. Stare at above shot while listening to Skip's, I'm sorry, Chip Skylark's shiny teeth in me and wondering how good Rob Luther is at the stock market. Okay. Andrew Zeismer says, Coffee is your best friend. Finish this game while staying awake. What a snooze fest. <laughs> LOL, I could barely keep my eyes open when Paul played this. Oh, Fair. that's funny. That's funny you say that because uh, I was playing this on the couch and my wife mm-hmm. was was laying on the couch next to me mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she started off on her phone, but then I guess I was playing too long and she set her phone down. Next thing I know, she's asleep. <laughs> so, <laughs> if that tells you anything awesome. about this game. Yeah. Uh, Gabe Van Gilder says, taking the GameStop challenge, uh, spend all your money on a completely useless stock. Uh, Gabe is not... Uh, He's not in the Reddit army. No. And Peter Olinich 
says beat the game wearing green gl- sunglasses. Uh, yeah. No title for that trophy, though. Uh, so he's just trying to be like the guy on the cover of the game. Yep. All it's right. Title trophy either. Right. All right. So what are we at? Game rating? No game is worthy until the dudes have spoken. It's time for the game rating. Okay. How about I should uh, write this game? Stonks? Best stonk? <laughs> no, just kidding. How about uh, a type of gourd? Type of gourd? Yeah. Do you know? Do you know multiple types of gourds? Because I certainly do not. There, there's yellow squash. There's zucchini. There's uh, butternut squash. There's spaghetti squash. There's pumpkins. There's listen. There's there's tons of gourds out there. Okay, all of those sound way too delicious to be this game. <laughs> I'm a big gourd fan, actually. I like the okay, word I'll, gourd. That's that's fine. Okay, then I've got one. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with, I don't even know what kind of gourd it was, but it was the gourds that my dad and I used to put up that the Martin birds would come and eat oh, the bugs yeah. off the garden, okay? And the reason I picked those is because they were a lot of work. You had to hollow them out, and then you had to paint them white, and then you had to hang them up in this huge thing that was really tall. But you, so what you would do is you'd lay it down as a big pole, you'd lay it down, put all the gourds on it, and then you have to raise it up like like a freaking Amish guy raising a barn. And then, uh, yeah, so it's a lot of work. And for what? Just so that we could have the birds to eat bugs off the garden and, and poop all over yeah. everything? No. <laughs> That's what this game is. Speaking of bird poop, that have you seen the episode of Mike Tyson's Mysteries where they fly somewhere and uh, Pigeon is like in the little animal character... Uh, oh carrier. yeah, I did. He walks that. out. He's covered in poop. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good show. Uh, that's a good one. Is that the, yeah. that's the same? Is that the same one where they had to go see Pigeon's like ex-wife? Because that was a good one too. I don't think so. No, I okay, don't think well, I've seen that one. So I just saw the one. So I just saw that one where he has to, they go see his ex-wife. And the funniest one of, part of that one is they think that they've taken Pigeon. But they've mm-hmm. not taken pigeon. They've taken a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like loose and flying around the house and then like poops on stuff. It's great. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I suggested the gourd thing and I can't think of a gourd that I would want to face with this game. So. I tried to warn you. I, tried to warn I you. skip. I skip. I don't have it. I don't have. No, I can't do it. That's okay. You can't. That's the first time you've ever. Okay, skipped. I'll give it. We can't I'll give skip. it butternut squash. It's probably my least favorite cord. Oh man, butternut squash soup. Oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Let's uh, let's go to the feedback. All right. It's time for D patter feedback because when you're a D patter, you're a D patter for life. Okay. All right. So on Facebook, Stephen Michael also starts us off on this one, says, I think it's great that an unofficial, loosely knit group of people were able to play the same game that giant hedge funds do all the time. It's disgusting that there's an attempt at interventions through restrictions of purchases of certain stocks. I hope those people make out well. So, all right. Ryan Kimball says, love this game. I mastered it at one point in time. Uh, there's only one, there's only about six scenarios that are still randomized. 
but I remember IBM is the best investment in maybe four out of six. There's multiple endings. I was super excited when I bought the European Castle. And he goes on to say IBM is still a good investment today with their cloud business and $1.63 per share dividend. And he says, I'm yeah. invested in Apple as well. Much better investment, but only pay $0.20 cents per share at a similar price. And Boeing was another big gainer in the original game. Yeah. There you go. Hey, it's funny. I, I do wonder, did anybody play this game and think about the investments they made in the game and then turn around and make them in real life? Uh-huh. Because any of those investments, like a, a, most of them actually in this game, had you invested in them back in 1990, Apple would have made you some bank mm. for sure. IBM would probably have made you a bunch of money too. Yeah. Boeing would probably have made you a bunch of money. It's it's funny that the stocks in this game, they're all, well, I don't know about all of them, but the a good chunk of the ones that they represent were actually good, really good investments. Yeah, it's true. Inside this is in, this is insider trading in and of itself. This yeah. game. Maybe that's is is Sofal still around because maybe they got put in jail. Yeah, maybe. All right, last we have uh, Peter Olenich again. I have the game, only played it once. I quickly realized this will take more time to learn than I have available. Question, do you believe in aliens? Furthermore, have you ever gambled on a fart and lost? I crapped my pants on my first date with my wife, so no shame. Well, there you go, Peter. <laughs> okay, like, wait, so do we actually have to answer his questions? Do you believe in aliens? <laughs> Uh, do I believe in aliens? Yes. That's my answer. Okay. And have right. I ever... Do you believe... Have I ever... Do you believe in space aliens? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. we got to dig a little bit deeper. Because there's a, there's another... If, in case you haven't guessed, I'm a little bit into these conspiracy theories also. Ask anybody conspiracy theories. But... Mm-hmm. So the little gray men, okay? We always called them aliens. But mm-hmm. Everybody thinks that these little gray men exist. Have you heard the conspiracy theory that the little gray men are not aliens from out of space, but they're actually deep sea like Atlantis type people. Oh, no, I haven't heard that one. All right, look look that one up. It's it'll that's another uh, up all night adventure. Okay. Well, yeah, I also was reading this thing the other day uh that they actually I was reading Neil deGrasse Tyson's Astrophysics for People in a Hurry, which is a pretty entertaining book. It's really short. Um and it just talks about space stuff. But did you know there's actually people that have floated the hypothesis that we are aliens, that life didn't originate on Earth? It, like, basically was transported here by, like, a, on a meteor, like some kind of unicellular organism that may hmm. not even formed on Earth, formed somewhere else, ah, okay. and just happened that to land cool. here. Yeah. I could see that. Isn't that wild? And, the, yeah. you know, what? what else is wild is we don't, like we think, well, we know a lot about the history of humankind, mm-hmm. and we can figure a lot of things out. But there's just something there's there's just some things that we will never know about, like the early goings of humans, like things that have disappeared over time, or things that oh yeah, we never were able to capture. What if we just what if we what if it was even more uh, crazy than that? What if we just came in a spaceship, landed, and over time just forgot all about all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. What if this one really freaks me out, really? So and and really, I mean, it makes sense, but I just never thought about it until I read it in that book. So if you think like space and time, right, that's what Einstein's theory of relativity, they're interconnected, right? 
So if we look out, we look out in the universe, we can only see so far that light can travel, right? So we can see mm-hmm. back to 14 billion years to start what we call the start of the universe, right? And this gives us, we can see as far out as 14 billion light years away. But that doesn't mean that there's nothing beyond that. So we think right. that we, we have this vision of the universe, but it's only as far as we can see and as far as we'll ever be able to see because there's, it's impossible for us unless we can travel the speed of light to see further than that. So the, really, the reality is, is the universe could be who knows how big. It's infinite. That, yeah, isn't that wild? Yeah, like I, would, just, I would argue we, that it's, it's probably infinite. Yeah, there's just, there's no, there's just, but we'll never, there's, we can't see it. Yeah. So that's kind of freaky. Mm. But if you want to blow your mind even more, think about space and time not being what Einstein made it out to be. Because there's oh, some yeah. theories out there about it. That's not true. That's not the way it is. Yeah. Oh, boy, that's another rabbit hole that we can't start down in an hour and a half in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's <laughs> let's uh, wrap this up. Do we have any more feedback on this? Any yeah, voicemails? We, we, we've got a voicemail. Uh, All right. Play, let me play it. What's up, dudes? It's Jay-Z NES back again. You guys are talking about some Wall Street kid there. Uh, I finally got all of my NES games back from that pirate. I uh, actually went and had to get them all back from the guy that the pirate sold them to, a guy named Lucas. He wanted to trade for the Power Glove or whatever. All right, time out. Jay-Z did not know that we were recording out of order. Oh. He's got a call uh, on the Pirates episode that uh, explains why he's getting his games back from a pirate. But anyways, Mm -hmm. so sorry, everybody. You'll have to... You'll have to go against Einstein's theory of time and uh, just pretend like this is in reverse, right? Yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. go backwards. Listen listen backwards somehow. So I just traded in my power glove for all my NES games. I got them all back. But, uh, you know, so that's a good investment right there. Now, you're investing your time into Wall Street, kid? Not such a great investment. It's a pretty boring game. All you really do is manage your money, buy stocks, and... And that's it. And you spend time with your wife sometimes, and sometimes you buy her stuff, and that's just a great reflection on life, isn't it? But anyway, <laughs> uh, so yeah, like, the game is just really boring. Uh, you know, it's a thinking man's game, sure. The strategy and what you're going to buy. And uh, my man Stanley from Stanley, the search for Dr. Livingston, mm-hmm. got in this game somehow. I don't know how that works, but he's in there. And he gives you uh, basically the advice he could have seen in the manual. But, you know, uh, who reads the manual, right? We do. But anyway, so yeah, uh, not a big fan of, of Wall Street Kid there. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. It just doesn't seem like the best concept for a game, I, I suppose. So, you know, maybe somebody out there will find some value in that game. But I sure don't know what to think of it. I mean, I used to basically hand this game to my friends and just be like, here, play this. And like, there's nothing going on there in the game, you know? It's just, it's not a game you sit around and play with your friends. It's like, Taboo the Sixth Sense is more interesting in a sense, even though that's less of a game. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It at least makes for a funny joke. Wall Street Kid, not, not many good things to say about it. So, uh, maybe you guys will enjoy it. I don't know. Uh, anyways, this has been Jay-Z NES. 
Uh, keep it classic, and I'll see you guys next time. Jay-Z out. All right. Thank you, awesome Jay-Z. Voicemail. Yeah. Hey, how'd you like the quality on that one? It was great. Did it sound a little bit better? That's because I'm not using my phone anymore. Yeah. No, look at that. Yeah. You know, Moving on up in the world, huh? I get a little good sometimes. I, I can be I can be good if I have the time and effort. Yeah. So, all right. So we're we're done. That's it. That's it. Unless all you right. want to go down another conspiracy rabbit hole or two. I but, think uh, uh, I think the listeners are probably tired of that. To be I don't know. There's some there's some conspiracy podcasts that uh, they make a lot of a lot of money. Oh yeah. yeah. So we could be those guys. Yep. All right. Well, okay, you can so. find us. Yeah, you can find us on the Bit Brothers Gaming Community on Facebook. That's where a lot of the discussions and things about the games are, are happening. Uh, you can go to our website. What's that? What's that uh, web address again? It is www.bitbrothers. No. It bro, you know, brothers. Gosh. <laughs> Do I know? I don't know. To be honest with you, I just don't know. What All is right. this? Bitbrosnetwork.com. It's got to be Bitbros, right? I'm typing it in right now. I'm so sorry. Okay. Bitbrosnetwork.com. Bitbrosnetwork.com. That's what it is. Yeah, it's brand new. Sweet. Nick Stevens has made it. It looks pretty good. Uh, I think he's got, I think he's nailed it. Bitbrosnetwork.com. Bit. BitBrosNetwork.com. There are links for all kinds of good stuff, like Patreon, which we have one of those. You can support us on there. Uh, for just $1 a month, you can get bonus stuff. And I think for $4 a month, you can get episodes like this early and ad-free. Um, if you're listening to this, and the GameStop has crashed, and it's down to $0.50 cents a share, and you're like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. It's because you didn't pay us $4 and hear this on time, okay? That's right. If you would have paid us the money, you'd be listening to this while the stocks are still climbing, or at least at $90. So that's your loss. Um, that's right. We're we're as good or better than Jim Cramer, right? I'm sure. So oh, we're worth easily. Well. If you want to hear us on time and get all these hot stock tips like we're giving right now, um, which we haven't actually given any tips, uh, we are not financial advisors. We're not going to give you any tips because we don't want you coming back yelling at us. But That's right. Don't listen to that. Yeah. But anyways, uh, you, if you do want to hear the relevant episode, then, you know, just give us a little, just give us some, some dough and you can hear it on time. Otherwise, we don't, we don't, you know, it's cool. You can hear it a week later and laugh at us for all the wrong things we said on this episode. It's fine. I don't care. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but other, other shout outs. Um, we dude Nico's eight bit stereo on YouTube for his awesome stereoized NES music and Fox dude for our awesome two dudes logo. Oh, you can call us seven seven five seven retro one or seven seven five seven seven three eighty seven sixty one. All righty, that's it. Also, um, on the Gauntlet two episode coming up, we're gonna have. Aiden Rogers on. He's an old listener from a long time ago, and he's got a game that he's made and going to release, or has already released, and um, it's an action platformer. I wish I could remember the name of it off the top of my head. I was trying to look it up real quick, but it doesn't look like he gave me the name of it in his emails. Um, But I played it a little bit, 
uh, and we'll talk about that on the show with him as well as Gauntlet 2. And he's given us a code that we can give out to everybody. So stay tuned for that. Sweet. And you'll get a you'll, you get a chance to win a copy of that game. But uh, I will share the name of that game in our Facebook group. All righty. That's facebook.com slash groups slash bit bros, I think. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Bit brothers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Oh, why did we do this to ourselves? It's it's Facebook.com slash group slash Bit Brothers. Yeah. That's tough. We name we named it too many different things. It's either bros or brothers. Try them both. Let's try you'll them. find it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Or you won't, and then you'll you'll just have to listen to the podcast and deal with it that way. All right. It's obviously after midnight here. I'm getting sleepy. Yeah. I'm losing my mind. All right. But thanks everybody. Right. Here comes some uh, music for next game, whichever game that is. I'm not even sure at this point. <laughs> maybe Gauntlet, maybe Pirates, maybe something. Maybe something else. I don't know. All right. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.